أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين And welcome to the Scale of Wisdom podcast brought to you by the Batul Foundation In this episode we're going to speak about legal punishments Al-Hudud And in the modern world the subject of legal punishments especially Islamic legal punishments has come under much discussion Because some of the legal punishments in Islam are in some way considered to be barbaric in the sense that at times there are certain crimes that hold the death penalty and other crimes that have a penalty of physical punishment. And these practices are considered barbaric because of the primacy of the sanctity of life. Meaning that whatever somebody does and however heinous the crime is, that should not result in the end of life for them. Because it is life that is sanctified even above all of these crimes. Nobody deserves to die. And of course that is a presupposition of the modern world. But it is a presupposition that is not agreed upon when it comes to Islamic law. In Islamic law there are punishments that deserve death. And the reason for that is because the Islamic punishment is an atonement for sins. So this is the important thing. The reason why life is sanctified in the modern world is because there is no belief in atonement in the hereafter. Whereas the premise that Islamic law works on is that the punishments themselves are an atonement. So because of these two different starting points, a person may look at the Islamic laws on legal punishments and consider them to be barbaric because they're not considering the fact that it is an atonement. But if it is looked upon from the Islamic perspective, the punishments are not barbaric at all. Rather quite the opposite. They are a mercy because the person is able to pay for their crime in this world and avoids a much longer and lasting punishment in the next. And this is why within the Islamic tradition there have been times where people turn themselves in and ask for the punishment to be carried out upon them so that they don't have to face the punishment of the next world. That being said, there are many steps that need to be fulfilled before an Islamic legal punishment is carried out. And those steps are there to try and prevent a large amount of legal punishments. So this also has to be kept in mind. That even if the legal punishments at certain times for certain acts can seem to be severe, in order to establish that that crime took place, there are strict criteria that ensure only the most heinous of crimes or the most open of crimes are those that are punished. And of course the severity of the legal punishments also acts as a deterrent, which is something that shouldn't be underestimated. The first subsection in Mizan al-Hikmah speaks about the fact that everything has a bound. Imam al-Baqir is reported to have said, Truly Allah, blessed and most high, has set a bound for everything and has made for each one a sign indicating to it. He has designated a punishment for whoever transgresses that bound. So in the same way as the human being is responsible for every single thing that they do and will be taken for account on the Day of Judgment, and then will also be punished for their transgressing those bounds in the hereafter, so too in this world every sin has a legal punishment. And that legal punishment could be a fine, it could be a requirement to recompensate somebody, or something like that. But every single action has a legal bound. The next subsection speaks about averting the punishment. The Prophet ﷺ is reported to have said, Avert the punishments from the Muslims as much as you can. And if you can find a way out for a Muslim, then make a way for him. For it is better for an Imam to err in repriving than in punishment. 
So as you can see, part of the legal process is to have a certain amount of leniency towards the defendant. And it is better to make a mistake in favor of the defendant than it is to punish them out of a mistake. So the law in Islamic law is on the side of the defendant when it comes to the carrying out of legal punishments. The Prophet ﷺ is also reported to have said, Avert the punishment through uncertainties. So again, in Islamic law and the spirit of Islamic law, for a legal punishment to be carried out, the judge has to be absolutely certain. And they can even avert the punishment on a defendant through the assertion of uncertainties. So as you can see here, the law is on the side of the defendant. It is only in a certain case that a legal punishment can be taken out. The next subsection speaks about upholding the penal laws. The Prophet ﷺ is reported to have said, Upholding one of the penal laws of Allah is superior to 40 nights of rain on Allah's land. So while the law is on the side of the defendant, if somebody is certainly guilty for what they've been accused for, then the dictates of justice require that the penal laws be carried out. Because otherwise there would be no use to having penal laws that were not carried out even in the most certain of circumstances. The Holy Prophet ﷺ is also reported to have said, A penal law that is exercised on earth is purer than 60 years of worship. And of course the reason why upholding the law is more important than worship and even of bounties like rain is that without the benchmarks of justice in a society, that society falls into chaos. And so the upholding of the law is of great importance. Imam Sadiq is reported to have said, A woman who was honored amongst her people was once brought to the Prophet ﷺ charged with theft. He ordered her hand to be cut. A group from the tribe of Quraysh came to the Prophet ﷺ and said, O Messenger of Allah, must the hand of a noble lady such as her be cut like that of so-and-so for such a small mistake? He replied, Yes, indeed, those before you perished because of such a deed. People used to uphold the punishments for the weak ones among them and exempt the strong and the noble ones of them, and therefore they perished. So the important message in this hadith is that the law should apply to everyone equally. It shouldn't be the case that the rich and powerful get away with the crimes that they commit. Rather, if there is something established for one member of the Muslim community, it is established for all of the members of the Muslim community, whether they be rich or poor, wealthy, powerful or weak and downtrodden. The next subsection speaks about how there is no intercession, bail or oath in legal punishment. The Holy Prophet ﷺ is reported to have said, Every man who stops the exercise of one of Allah's penalties by his intercession will continue to be exposed to Allah's anger until he ceases. So again, as you can see here, if people try to exercise their power in circumventing the law, then that is something that is disparaged in Islam and something that should not take place. The Holy Prophet ﷺ is also reported to have said, there is no intercession, bail or oath in a legal punishment. And again, these are all methods in which the powerful might try to seek and get out of their legal punishments. Imam Sadiq is reported to have said, narrating on the authority of his father from his forefathers, from the Prophet ﷺ, he prohibited the use of intercession against the punishments and that he ﷺ said, he who intercedes against one of Allah's punishments in order to annul it and tries to abolish his punishments 
will be chastised by Allah Most High on the Day of Resurrection. The next subsection speaks about the prohibition of postponement of legal punishments. Imam al-Baqir is reported to have narrated, saying three people gave witness against a man for committing adultery. The commander of the faithful asked, Where is the fourth witness? They said, He is arriving just now. The commander of the faithful said, Punish them, for there is not even one hour of respite to be given in punishments. So here as you can see, those people that came to give witness against somebody for committing adultery but didn't have the required fourth witness were then punished for their claim that the defendant committed adultery. And this of course is to prevent false claims. Inshallah in the next episode we will continue the discussion on legal punishments. وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين